you can't say that. You can't ask for that. The challenge in business or making money or in relationships, it's not going to be the business itself or the dating itself. It's going to be the parts of you that show up in the process of stepping into your work that try and protect you. Welcome back to Wildly Empowered Women. Today, I'm joined by Rachel Smith. She is a feminine business coach and occupational therapist, and she's really used her experience in the dating world to now pivot and help people in the business space. I just want to let women know everything comes when it's ready for you. And if you're opening yourself to that, trust that it will come. This is one that you want to plug in, completely eliminate any distractions because it's something that we really want you to be able to digest and receive today. Welcome back to Wildly Empowered Women. Today, we are talking on a wildly empowering topic of self-worth, self-worth and receiving. And this is one that you want to plug in and be completely eliminate any distractions because it's something that we really want you to be able to digest and receive today. So I'm joined by Rachel Smith, this beautiful woman was actually on a much earlier podcast. We were just discussing, discussing it was probably about a year ago, um, that we sort of really focused a lot on tips around dating and embodied dating. She is a feminine business coach, an occupational therape- therapist, a yoga lover, and she's really used her experience in the dating world and coaching people in the dating space Everything from self-worth boundaries, feminine masculine energies, all of the amazing things that make her so well-versed to actually, you know, coach people in the dating space. She's used that experience to now pivot and help people in the business space. So she's helping women to earn an online income in a very embodied feminine way. So I just love that you've used your experience, um, you know, to do something so fulfilling in, in a sort of slightly different area now. So thank you so much for joining today, Rach. So nice to have you back on. Ah, So glad to be here. I get so excited every time I'm on. I'm like, yes, this is what I'm here for. (laughs) Totally. And I loved our previous conversation. So if you haven't listened to it, go back to the earlier episode. I think it was episode number eight. So yeah, very early on in, in, um, in the podcast, it was so valuable. So go and have a listen to that one. Today, though, we really want to hone in on this topic of self-worth. So, Rach, can you share with us what is your what was your earliest memory or experience of self-worth? And you know, it's such a personal one for everyone. And when we think about, I remember when I first thought about self-worth, I was like, "What are people even talking about?" Like, and someone said to me, "Like, feel into your body. Like, how does it land?" And it really landed heavy. And I was like, oh, I don't actually feel worthy. And I was like, is this part of my journey? It's about five years ago. So my earliest memories of worth are I was worthy of a safe and secure home. I was worthy of physical affection. But I didn't feel worthy of receiving the depth of love that I actually wanted in my adulthood and I didn't feel worthy of being provided for or receiving a lot of money and I felt like I always had to over function to get things to feel validated to feel like um you know I could be liked for who I was so energetically That looks like a lot of output and then not allowing a lot of space for people to give to me. And then I suppose I went into healthcare, which is a very outward focused profession because I was really good at giving. And that kind of came all undone as um, in adulthood, when in my relationships, people felt like perhaps they couldn't give to me in, in the way they actually wanted. And I didn't allow them to because I'd taken on this um, independent, highly successful women woman identity and I actually don't think that's authentically who I was. That was just how I'd been shaped. When it comes to self-worth, that is just such a great point that you made and I'm sure a lot of people can really resonate with that. 
When it comes to self-worth, it shows up in so many different areas when it comes to receiving. So let's talk about receiving, not only the obvious things like compliments or help or support, which, you know, we can all receive more of, but also when it comes to receiving money and love. Mm. Mm. And and I think receiving, we think like, like you say, compliments, gifts and money, but I think we also need to talk about the energetics around receiving. So um, when we don't allow someone to give to us, you're actually not allowing that person the enjoyment, the happiness, the pleasure of actually giving to you. Because I think when people think about receiving, some people feel like it's an obligation to actually receive from someone and they might get uncomfortable. So I'm just putting it out there in terms of like receiving is actually a gift that you're giving to the other person to allow them to give to you. And the reason why receiving is um, an energetic thing as well as a behavior is because if you don't feel safe in your nervous system and trusting to receive without obligation to give back, you'll block people. You'll avoid a compliment. You won't let people pay for you. Um, You may not even let them into your emotional world because that's also receiving. Receiving the impact of someone's heart, their words, their actions and their energy. And you might um, unknowingly just um, block it or shut it down in your thoughts or in your behavior. And then that person then thinks, hmm, I she, she didn't really appreciate that or hmm, she's blocking that and I might not actually want to keep doing that for her because it seems like it's not what she wants because most people are thinking about you when they're giving to you and they're looking to see if it's going to be reciprocated and this is how it works when it comes to love, when it comes to friendships and also when it comes to business and money because everyone wants to know they've got a place for that energy to go. So money wants to know that you're going to receive it and it's got a place to go so it can circulate around the world. Same with love. Love wants to come in, be given to you and received really well. And that's the higher form of the energy around receiving. And if we're not if we don't feel safe in those energies, that's when it can look completely different in our relationships and our interactions with people. And also noting that some people do not feel comfortable receiving. And if this is you, I really feel you. And know that it can take a little bit of time to change because it may feel really unsafe to you. If someone comes along and is really generous and overgiving, you might be thinking, mm, what do they want to get from me? Whereas sometimes it's actually just about learning that you are so worthy of receiving from someone else. Of course, someone wants to come along and give to you. It's such an important muscle to really focus on strengthening unworthiness muscle because it does come up in all areas of your life. And if you're not willing to receive one thing, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Like if you're not willing to receive compliments, love, help, support, then of course you're not going to receive money. Like it's all in the same. It's all in the receiving muscle. So I want to actually just give a little example of this and maybe it might spark, um, you know, an example that you might want to share as well on when I've been really awkward receiving um, and what I learned from it. So a few years ago, I um, all of my team like put in money to give me a $500 Camilla voucher. And it was like such an incredible gift, like hugely, it just meant the world to me. I love Camilla. And they sort of, we all, we were all away together and we sort of gathered around the dining table of this house that we were all staying in. And um, someone sort of said a little speech and said some really nice words. And then they gave me the card and everyone was watching me open it. Like 20 people were like standing there watching me open it. And I remember just wanting to sink into the floor and I opened it up and I saw the voucher and I immediately thought, oh my God, they didn't need to do this. 
And the thoughts that I was having in my mind was like, I don't want them to think that I expect gifts. I support them because I love and care about them. I don't want them to think that they have to give me something in return because I actually just like really love what I do and I really care about them. And I don't, it's not that like, it kind of wasn't that I didn't love the present. I loved the present. It was so beautiful and meaningful and and it really touched me, but it was like the opposite of the reciprocation thing, right? I didn't, I didn't want them to think they had to give me presents for me to continue supporting them, right? So that was a really pivotal moment in my receiving journey. That was about four years ago. And then recently when I had Zara, who's on my lap now being a bit noisy, so she's here with us learning about self-worth. Um, <laughs> when I had Zara, um, a beautiful friend of mine who's a doula set up a, a meal train and we spoke about this last episode and at first I was like, oh my God, this is like, it really stretched my receiving muscle because I was like, oh, maybe I should have just been more organized and actually like organized food to come the first four to six weeks. Maybe I should have done this. Like, you know, I, I sort of like, it really stretched me and I was like, no, I'm going to receive with so much gratitude every single bite of food that I, that someone wanted to gift me. Sure. I could have done it myself. Sure. Like I could have literally sat down and organized six weeks worth of home deliver home delivered meals, right? But I had people literally dropping off home cooked spaghetti bolognese on my doorstep in the pot, still warm. Like it was the most in incredibly nurturing thing to receive, and it and it still stretched me because you know I don't think you ever just stop your receiving journey it's like a constant muscle it's like going to the gym like if you stop going to the gym then of course you're going to lose your muscles right like it's that muscle that constantly needs to be um nurtured and and tested and challenged a little bit so do you have any examples of of a receiving example um that has really kind of challenged you and you've learned a lot from it yeah and I just before I give my awkward story I I just want to receive your story right? This is receiving right now. You receive in a conversation when you're actually listening to someone. And I felt the impact of you sharing that story. I was like tearing up on the side here, you know, like how beautiful it is to have a community of women around you that want to support you like that. How beautiful it is that in today's society, people are taking that time to take care of a new mum you know, these are the essences of community that get lost nowadays because people don't know how to receive. And in that receiving, the giving gets all mixed up. And in the mixed upness, we lose our connection to other people. And this is what we're all craving. And this why this is why the, this conversation is so important because it's not just about the action, it's about the emotional impact of what this does for people. Um, and also what I want to speak to is like you – your awareness of your thoughts that you have around receiving is so key for women because it's like if you don't catch those thoughts, that's when you stay in that same energetic. And this is where I want to share my awkward story around receiving. So mine was around in dating. It was around people paying for me because, you know, highly independent, successful woman, I've got my own money. And you know, in the past, you know, if men had bought me a drink or something, I felt like they expected something from me. And then I would shut down because it's, you know, maybe I wasn't interested in this person. But really, it was about my embodied no. So I'd, I challenged myself to start to feel comfortable with allowing men to pay for me on dates, not to demonstrate that they've got money but to demonstrate that they could have an impact on me. I wanted the person on the date to know that I'm willing to receive from the masculine so he feels like he has impact. And what a lot of men won't tell you is they want to have impact on their woman. And when you're on a date, you are their potential woman, right? So when I was blocking that receiving from a lot of men, they were like, they were probably, they wouldn't say this, but they probably would have been like, hmm, damn, I can't really connect to this girl. And it's a simple act, but an important one. And so what I did is I just practiced, right? I practiced letting them buy coffee first. Like I started with small amounts because I did feel quite uncomfortable 
um, or I practiced um, even speaking my needs of where I wanted to go so that I could receive the kind of date that I wanted to go on versus me awkwardly agreeing to a date that I didn't even want to be in, for example. Um, And then I think, you know, receiving is also sometimes having a conversation around what people feel comfortable with. But if a man goes to pay, I do not interrupt now. Whereas before I'd be like, I'll get it, let's go halves or, you know. Um, And that was really about me feeling comfortable letting men pay without trying to over-function and compensate for that by like giving back, even before this man had actually proven if he was um, interested in me genuinely or not. There is so much wisdom and so much to learn from what you've just shared on actually just allowing it and also obligation. So there's so much that happens in our mind when it comes to obligation to if you're going to receive something, what do you need to give back, right? So it's like if someone pays you a compliment, are you going to receive it or are you going to instantly go to either um, Uber, like really – like almost I want to say toxic humility where it's like women often go, um, you know, I, I actually said to you before we started recording, I said, wow, that's a beautiful dress. You look beautiful. And you received it so beautifully. And you were like, yeah, it's my favorite dress. And, you know, like we spoke about your dress and that you wear it on dates. And like, it, it looks, you look amazing. You look a million dollars and you received that. And we had a little chat about it. Right. Whereas for so many women, the default is to go, oh, this old thing, oh, it's actually like, um, you know, it's got a stain down here that you didn't notice or, you know, like almost toxic humility. That's mm-hmm. one, that's one like avenue. The other avenue is often the obligation, like people feel the obligation to flick a compliment back, right? To go like, oh, thanks. Oh, your dress is great too. Oh my God, yeah. where's it from? And it's like, awesome like you might like the other person's outfit but actually like take a moment to receive what you've just that person isn't sharing it because they're they're wanting the compliment back they're sharing it because they want you to receive it yeah so there's so much to be said about um actually not getting into that toxic humility and also being really aware of obligation and when you when we say receiving like it feels like an energy because it's invisible right but really what we're talking about is letting emotions flow through the body, right? Because if you're not able to receive with pleasure, with joy, usually it's because emotionally there's a discomfort in the receiving. And when there's discomfort, if you haven't learned how to sit with discomfort, that's when you want to stop. And when you want to stop receiving is when you flick that compliment back or you point that thing out on your dress and the reason why I know this is because I do this. I still do this sometimes and I catch myself and I go, hmm, why did I do that? <laughs> you know, and that's just the awareness piece of like, let me just try. So if this is you and you're wanting to learn how to receive, whether it's from friendship or dating or even the energetics around money in a business, it's just to try. And then next time an opportunity happens for you to receive anything of any type, it's to stop and just notice what's happening in the body and then allow it without the immediate response. Because usually it's the immediate response where we're blocking whatever's coming in. And this still happens for me sometimes, right? I think um, sometimes when women feel blocked around receiving, they think, oh, it just must be easy for other women. (laughs) So. No, like I actually had to learn this muscle, this skill to be able to do this. And it's actually a really vulnerable area for me. But that's why I can now speak about it with such passion because I can see how it infiltrates every part of a woman's life from motherhood to relationships to the way she runs her business and even the way her nervous system then functions, right? Because it's related to the emotional energy moving through the body. It's so powerful. So let's talk a bit about that. Like in the last year, since we did our last podcast, and that was, you know, quite heavily focused more on dating tips, 
you have just stepped into such an incredibly fully expressed woman on your Instagram, in your content, in the way that you run your business, um, in, you know, with money as well. So can we talk a bit about self-worth and how that shows up when you have a personal brand and when you're running a business and receiving money from people? What has changed? What are, what are the lessons that have brought you to where you are right now? And this is self-worth is such an evolving thing in my personal brand. And initially, I didn't even know I was going to meet this part of myself when I started online, but I'm so glad that I did because I realized all the ways as a woman that I was fawning and trying to fit in and actually not expressing myself. And I still notice it sometimes coming up. And I'm so glad that I get to expand this part of my womanhood, you know, to be seen as I am, to have a voice, to have impact um, and to practice expressing myself in a way that I want to express And the online space is like such a beautiful mirror for that. Um, It was a journey where I met parts of myself and I say this to women all the time, the challenge in business or making money or in relationships, it's not going to be, um, you know, the business itself or the dating itself. It's going to be the parts of you that show up in the process of stepping into your worth that try and protect you. So the critic comes in and it's like, you can't say that, you can't ask for that. Or, um, you know, it's kind of that little judgmental voice in the background that tells you not to do things or that's too scary, people are going to reject me or I can't ask that man for that, he might think I'm difficult. And they're all the ways that you minimize your self-worth against you it's like an attack against self right and I met that in this business over and over but I knew I was like I don't I have to not make decisions from that place because I need to show myself what worth is first so that I can be the kind of woman that can also lead other women to do the same and I think in our business you're such a fantastic example of that because we can only lead women where we've led ourselves. It's so funny. As you were talking, I literally was thinking that. I was like, you can't lead somewhere where you haven't been, <laughs> you know. So you have to be the example and you have to do what you would expect others that you're coaching to do. Like you've got to, yeah, lead by example. So in terms of money, which I think is such a beautiful, juicy topic to talk about when it comes to self-worth and receiving, You've mentioned before, you know, it is an energy, same with love. Like it needs a place, it needs an intention, it needs somewhere to go, it needs clarity, right, We, which we know. When it comes to self-worth and receiving, it also needs to be received because at its core, quite like the easiest way to explain it is you're going to self-sabotage and lose it, which is why millionaires, you know, like people that win the lotto or like come into money quickly – lose it just as quickly because they actually don't feel worthy of it and they haven't stepped into the identity of someone that was broke and then stepped into this new identity of someone that actually has money and is worthy of having having money and there's so much you know there's so much that goes into that from you know generational trauma and things that you were taught as a as a child um and what you were you know like the conditioning around money growing up um there's so much of that that goes into it and there's also so much that we can take responsibility for so what are your tips around you know really actually being self-responsible when it comes to receiving money before we go on i want to ask you a super powerful question what would it mean to you to make decisions based on your soul rather than your bank balance freedom to me means having true autonomy and choice in your life to live based off your values and soul's desires rather than what you can purely afford for you and your family or what your job requires of you This is why I've been empowering women for the past almost five years to earn more with pleasure, earning your true worth without the insane hustle and with actually having choice in your life. It is so much more about how you earn rather than what you earn. 
If you'd like to learn more about how I mentor women to earn a time-leveraged income online, selling conscious health-based products and learning the skills of personal branding and attraction marketing, both very sexy skills to have, then click on the link in the show notes or DM me the word info on Instagram so we can have a proper chat. I love having one-on-one convos with you savvy queens and showing you how this kind of income and our community can help you truly live wildly empowered. Big love, back to the episode. Mm. And it has been such a journey for me to feel confident and empowered in my relationship to money because I was responsible with money, but I didn't feel like I could take the steps to feel confident to invest. And this is why being in the online space was like a big step for me early on, but I knew it's what I needed to extend myself. So... When I think about feeling confident with receiving, it's also about a journey of regulating your nervous system through whatever decision you're making. Because if you can't regulate your nervous system, you'll act in a way that is more who you are now, not the kind of woman you want to be. You know, so if if, if you want this six-figure business and you respond from the immature emotional parts, which is actually what they are if we look at the psychology of it, they're immature socially and emotionally developed parts of us, that's how we end up with the same result and not changing. So it's actually in our ability to pause, be with the discomfort and make a different choice that we get a different outcome. So In my business, the way that I operate now, and this has been the change for me, is reinvesting back in my business with the trust that it's going to give me returns that I haven't seen yet. Whereas prior, I would only invest if I knew there was going to be a definite outcome. And anyone who's got wealth will tell you that's not how they run their businesses. (laughs) You know, it actually requires a lot more trust in the process and trust in yourself and building that relationship with yourself to know that you can keep extending yourself to grow not only personally but also um, emotionally and then also financially long-term. And that's where regulating the nervous system is really important so that you don't go and make those quick decisions or say those things that you regret saying or taking those actions Um, that show yourself that you're not worthy, whereas it's about acting from that woman that you're becoming and acting from the place that you want to create that wealth and that expanded relationship with. Receiving all of that as well because there's so much magic in that. And to just talk a little bit more on investment, I think that's a really beautiful point that you've made that and I actually wrote a post about this the other day, that people often avoid spending money because they have a fear around how it's going to come back. So when it comes to investing, someone will avoid investing or they'll have a fear around it or they won't invest because they, yeah, they have a fear around when it's going to come back to them. And my post was around the fact that that week I had $15,000 in my bank account on the sun on the I think it was Sunday or Monday and two days later I had less than $500 because I had invested it into things um you know to do with my business and to do with like bigger bigger picture bigger vision things right one of them is an event that we're doing at the end of the year and had I have just thought about that money leaving my bank account like it wouldn't have made sense it actually wouldn't have made any sense because I hadn't even paid myself yet for the month that week, by the Wednesday, I had $15,000 in my account again because it had come back. That's what I was paid in those two days. Mm-hmm. And this is just, I'm sharing this as an example of how energetic money is and how important it is to really back yourself when it comes to your investments and know what is an investment versus an expense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, And often things are described as an expense, but actually, is it an expense? Is it a cost? Or is it an investment? Because most of the time it actually is an investment, but you're seeing it as just money going out instead of seeing it as, well, what's the benefit I'm getting from this? What's the return that I'm actually getting from that money going to that person? Like what that bill or that invoice or that, you know, um, 
whatever it is, what's the return you're going to get on that? Because if you actually focused on that, it would come back so much quicker because you're focusing on the positive and what you want rather than focusing on the negative and what could potentially happen from that. You know, I've put down a $10,000 deposit on a with a venue for an event that I haven't even announced. I haven't even sold tickets to. I haven't even, you know, it's literally, I haven't done anything except for put down the deposit. Imagine if that, if, if like I was just going off logic, I could lose 10 grand, right? Instead of going, well, what if that money comes back and it's covered? And also the magic that happens from that event ends up having a flow on effect for years and years and years to come. And what I really hear you say is self-trust, right? Like you're asking yourself the kind of questions that allow you to receive, like what if something different happened in this scenario versus thinking the what if worst case scenario, which is normally where people go when they're investing because it feels new and scary, where it's like actually if you stop and question what all the possibilities are, then the results can be drastically different, not only in your mind, but in the actual outcome that returns to you and this is where it's really important for women to know you can trust yourself with money and if you feel like you can't yet you absolutely can get the kind of support to build your own self-trust with your money and that's part of what we support women to do in the online space it we're not just creating a space for women to make wealthy income which is what you're talking about here in how much you earn in a few days We're also teaching you to be the kind of woman where you um, can take responsibility with your money. You can change your mindset around how you think about money. You can start to make really educated and informed decisions around money so that as a woman, you can receive wealth. And traditionally, we may not have been the custodians of wealth historically. So this is a whole new paradigm for women. And what I want women to really know is it takes time to learn to feel this in your body, in your nervous system, to redefine your family lineage, but it doesn't mean we stop. You know, it just means we learn and we try different things and we see what happens. And that's how your mindset changes over time um, versus thinking like, I have to see X amount of money, or I have to see this relationship land in my lap right now. There's no trust in that. There's no trust in your growth or the person that you're becoming. If you just look for that outcome immediately. Yeah. And often the like stress comes from a lack of trust. Like if you're stressing about not getting results or not earning a certain amount or whatever, it's because of a lack, a lack of trust too. Um, so I, I love that point and it just reminded me of a conversation I had with my mentor a few years ago, um, actually probably also around four years ago when I told the story of, of my awkward gift receiving. Um, around that time when it was very, very obvious to me that this is an area I had to work on, I had said to my mentor, I'm like, oh, you know, like I keep making 10 grand but then I get like 10 grand of um, things pop up and like I just can't really seem to hold it and I, I like want to actually be earning 10 grand in my personal life, not just in, you know, I've, I've earned 10 grand and then I've manifested 10 grand that it actually needs to go and live somewhere else. And she was like, well, yeah, that's a receiving thing too, because you keep self-sabotaging and attracting it and then giving it a different home instead of the home where you want it to be, which comes down to, guess what? Self-worth. I didn't feel worthy of it. And I ended up doing a lot of, um, energy healing around my lineage and self-worth with money and like you know why don't I feel worthy of it when I literally came into this business to earn a abundant amount of money and then I started doing that and and sort of like repelled it repel is actually the word I'm after I really repelled it so there's there's so much to be said not only for feeling worthy for making the money but holding the money so my mentor said to me, and at the time, $10,000 was so much money in my mindset. Like it was just so much money. And she was like, earn 10 grand and leave it in your bank account. She's like, just leave it there. Just, just so that you can see it, just so that you can hold it, just so that you can receive it. Like actually just receive it and hold it there so that you can really challenge yourself and test your muscle on your worthiness around being someone that has $10,000. And 
just that activity alone was like such a catapult in my belief in myself and my my self-worth when it came to money. So yeah, it's such a beautiful topic to talk about when it comes to money and receiving. And also once again, such a great one to talk about with dating. So can you tell us like, you know, from your experience in dating and also having, um, you know, helped a lot of people in the dating sphere as well, how it's come out in in their experiences or your experiences? Mm. So I think it's from the very beginning, right? Like you might jump on an app and you make a profile with very little effort. It's like, why do people do that? Usually because they don't believe that they're going to meet their person on there or they don't really feel worthy of even describing who they are on their profile. So they're not letting people see them. Um, And I certainly did that early on. I didn't really show my authentic self on my profile. And guess what? I attracted in a whole bunch of what I didn't want. And it was only through being like, no, I need to see me and acknowledge my worth and put my true self on my profile so that people can find me. And that's when I started attracting more dates. Um, Another example of how this might play out is um, reactivity. So assuming the worst when they send a message a certain way or they do a certain behavior instead of stopping to clarify what they meant or to set your boundary around what you're actually available for. So when women sometimes don't feel worthy, what I notice is they'll feel too scared to speak or they'll say too much, right? And by too much, I mean um, sort of projecting onto the other person all their insecurities and making up a story versus clarifying about what that person is doing or has done to them, you know? Um, and dating is a really vulnerable place to be. And I really understand that. Um, however, if you don't work on that worth piece of validating yourself in that process, you kind of outsource that energy to the other person to hold the stable fort for. But if they're not your partner yet and if they're not a healthy partner, you can't outsource that responsibility to anyone else. And that's why self-worth is really important because when you are working on your own self-worth, you are meeting your own needs. You are thinking about what you need. You are communicating from a place of what you're available for versus saying that they need to do a particular thing to make you happy for example. Um, And these are all the ways that I find women can find um, the dating process tricky because the sense of self-worth isn't really solid and grounded yet. Um, And it can take quite a process, you know, because women um, sometimes through their history of relationships have been conditioned to feel not worthy of very much. And if that's been your history and you go out dating, that's kind of how you might believe it to be. Um, so the other thing I noticed for women is um, more their thinking patterns around men or their relationship history. Um, and they can sort of bring those lenses onto the next person sitting in front of them. And most of us have a story and a history, right? So sometimes it's a piece of acknowledging you've had that history sharing a little bit of it without too much detail and certainly not in the first date, you know, want to make sure that we're telling it to the right people. Um, And then the other place I notice self-worth shows up is around the receiving, around the planning of the dates or um, allowing people to pay or even um, the amount of time that you might be open to spending to someone or even around moving through the stages of commitment. Because some people have trouble with commitment because they don't feel safe receiving from someone and it doesn't feel like a really stable place to be either. So it can just play out in so many different ways. And this is why awareness is key, not to judge ourselves, but to go, "Hmm, okay, maybe I need a little bit of support in that area so I can create a completely different outcome for myself. 
Yeah, it's such a good analogy, isn't it? Dating with the business world and and money, like it just it's all in the same, really. Like it just all comes down to receiving and being open to actually kind of almost doing a little mini audit on yourself, <laughs> you know, yeah. in how you receive in different situations. So, thank you for that. I love that, and I also want to actually set the listener a bit of a challenge in this episode because it's one thing for us to share all of this wisdom and and help you you know we really want to help you in actually increasing your self-worth and working on that muscle so I'm actually feeling a challenge Rach that we set to people that um listen to this episode so I'm feeling that the challenge would be twofold so one go and look in the mirror and actually say a mantra along the lines possibly in your own words if this doesn't land with you but along the lines of I am worthy of receiving everything I desire. And we want to see a selfie of you in the mirror. Tag us. I'll get um, Rachel's Instagram in the show notes, but it's sensing her. Is it sensing underscore her or underscore sensing her? Uh, Sensing underscore her. Sensing underscore her. And then just Jessica Zalems. um, Got a super creative Instagram. So tag us in you doing that you know, just a, just a photo, it could just be like a mirror selfie um, of you actually saying those words because something really powerful happens when you look in your own eyes and say an affirmation. People, you know, like there's a lot of advice out there about listening to affirmations or writing affirmations, completely different thing when you're looking into your eyes and saying it. So that's the first one. The second one, receiving we want to hear how have you actually received a compliment or a gift or help or support after listening to this episode? How, like, we're really going to hold you accountable on this. How have you actually received this week? So please tag us or DM us, whatever you feel comfortable with. And we're going to really actually challenge you to be held accountable to this and to actually do it because. As, as I said, it's one thing to learn about something and learn about a topic and be like, yep, great, that's all great advice. It's another thing to fully embody it and actually act on those words. And I think when, if you're the kind of woman that's thinking, nah, this isn't for me, this is probably for you. If you want to avoid this task, it's actually probably for you because there's some part of your nervous system that's actually going, Ugh, yuck can't do that and that's the receiving system that we're talking about so we're trying to stretch that muscle when we give people this sort of task um and then the other thing is it could just be like how am I feeling today if you can identify that and what you actually need because that's you receiving and giving to yourself as well otherwise it can be out in the community appreciating people doing things for you you know did someone get you a coffee today did someone make you your food? Someone put their time and energy into that. Can you receive that and appreciate? Did someone open the door for you or let you in in traffic? You know, these are all the little ways that you can practice receiving um, to build that muscle over time. And you'll notice that you start to appreciate people giving to you more. And then you start also allowing receiving more because usually most people feel good in that interaction. And the only time when we don't feel good is usually when it's out of balance, i.e. we're giving too much or not receiving at all. That's such a good point. That is such a good point. I, I also really challenge everyone to look at that and actually do a bit of a self-assessment of where am I potentially giving too much or, yeah, not receiving enough. So that self-assessment is exactly what you were saying before, Rach, the self-awareness piece. Like, where could you actually improve on when it comes to self-worth? And like I had to do, where are you just being awkward? <laughs> you know, where what do you receive awkwardly that you could work on to really build that muscle of receiving and self-worth? Because the moment you go, okay, where am I awkward when it comes to receiving, the easier it is to actually pinpoint what those scenarios are. So we really want to hear them. Like, we want to hear them. We want you to tag us. Yeah. You know, like cats out of the bag we've all had difficulty with receiving and giving at some point like this isn't a perfection art form right it's more just like 
we want women to know that they feel they can feel worthy of receiving if you don't already feel worthy of receiving and even if you do really feel worthy of receiving what's your energetics around what you do with it once you have it what's your energetics around circulating it and giving it and reinvesting it to the world like if that's where you're at like because people have different energetics around this so they might need different kind of challenges but that's where it's for you to decide within you around what am I currently doing and where would I currently like to stretch myself to? Mm, what's your edge when it comes to that? Because, yeah, my two examples might sound a little bit um, like they, what's the word, like they don't really make sense with my example of, you know, I invested the 15K and it came back two days later, which is what happened recently, like literally last week or the week before. And then, you know, I gave the example of four years ago, I couldn't, I couldn't hold 10 grand, right? And it's like I kept manifesting these ways to, to spend the 10 grand. And it's like the four years ago example was because I did not feel worthy of holding it. Whereas the example from two weeks ago was I feel so worthy, so worthy that I trust and know. I just knew it would come back. And this is and what it, women need to hear. Women need yeah. to hear other women talking about money because Absolutely. If you don't hear other women talking about money, you remain in the space that's been imprinted you from your family line and you remain in your thoughts and behaviours around money and you'll you'll just circulate that, right, and you'll create the result of that. So that will be whether it's a stable home or not or whether it would be you're, you're flushing out your bank account over and over or it will be you're actually a really risky investor and you actually might be irresponsible. So um, it really can look different for every single person. That's why we need to kind of pull the cat out of the bag on this for women and say, you know what, we actually do need to talk about this because it's only through talking through other people that you might realize there's a completely different way of receiving and giving energetically, emotionally, and also financially. Um, and it's until you kind of step into the room with other women, you might actually not see the solutions are out there. It's just, you've got to be curious and you've got to want to learn so that you can be that kind of woman who might go from always flushing your bank account to never making enough to make your ends meet, to be the kind of woman who trusts that 10K can go out and 10K going to come in. And that kind of usually doesn't happen overnight in very rare circumstances it can um but it's not about that money being the evidence it's about how you feel about what you're doing with your money and does it feel really good and expansive to you or does it feel really scary and like it's not going to change but either way you're making a choice Mm. yeah it is. It's it's the self-awareness of the choice and the energy of which it's coming from I love that so much and when you were talking, it, it um, made me think, God, it just really, you can't beat the analogy of dating and money because sex and money are the two things that we're just expected to know how to do and be great at without people wanting to talk about it. You know, the two things that are so taboo, like society's like, don't talk about sex. Two women talking about sex, talking about pleasure, talking about receiving, even like dating, like God, no, how, how uncouth of you, you know, same with money. It's like, oh, what? You're sharing like what you made in your business. You're sharing what you earn. You're sharing your money. Like how dare you? Like, you know, how un- uh, it's just not acceptable, you know, in society. And yet those two things, everyone wants more of. Everyone wants to be better at. Everyone wants, you know, the secrets, but they're all doing it underground, like on the bloody, what's it called? The dark web type thing of like conversations, you know, yet they're, they're, they're at our core we need them both. We yeah. actually need them both to survive. So why is it such a big taboo topic? Yeah. And the question I always say to women is like, who benefits from you not sharing your successes and who benefits from you playing small? I can tell you right now, it's usually not your family and it's not yourself and it's not your friendship group. It's people external to you. And those people benefiting from you may be just putting back into their own lives and circulating and creating their own brilliant life. So 
the reason why we need to talk about it is to take away that stigma, take away the attachment to it, you know. Um, we all come from different stories and we all come from different levels. But if if people want to change, they can. And this is why talking about it can create an empowering conversation about it. Like I don't want any woman to ever feel like they have to be ashamed of what their relationships have been like or what their money looks like in their history or even now, what I want them to know is it's actually possible for it to look different mm-hmm. and that people like you and I have been at the depths of that. You know, we've felt that shame, we've felt that humiliation, that embarrassment, but that we just kept trying mm-hmm. and we're here to show women that you can learn a whole new different way of being. Mm-hmm if you're open to it and if you allow it and if you're willing to get uncomfortable along the way. Mm. Yes. Oh, I just want to high five the screen right now. <laughs> it's such a beautiful conversation. We could go on forever on this. I'm so grateful that we're having this and I, I really, really just want to empower the beautiful woman listening. We are talking directly to you. We are talking directly to you. You didn't find this out of sheer dumb luck. Like you're here listening to this for a reason and we want to give you those challenges to to challenge you. Like it's going to be your edge, right? And whatever feels awkward for receiving, we want you to go out and try and receive it this week because it's it's the one thing that could really change the game for you in receiving in all areas of your life. So thank you so much, Rach. I'm so proud and so excited for this conversation to actually go out into the ether and touch the lives of other women. If you loved what Rach has been sharing, please go and um, follow her on Instagram. Her Instagram is in the show notes. Is there anything that I haven't asked Rach that's on your heart that you want to also share and leave with? Before we wrap up this episode, I want to ask you a question. Do you remember how you discovered this podcast? Was it a friend's suggestion or an Instagram story, maybe a post? Somehow you found it and I'm hoping you're getting a lot of value from it. I need your help now to pay it forward so that other women can feel seen, heard, nourished and more than anything empowered from these conversations too. Big love, back to the episode. I suppose I just want to let women know that Everything comes when it's ready for you. And if you're opening yourself to that, trust that it will come and surround yourself with the kind of women who want to breathe that belief into you along the way. Mm. Yes. Environment is everything. It's everything. The five people you hang around, we know that. It's so true. Thank you so much, Rach. Really appreciate you and Big love to the self-worth queen on the other end of the podcast here. We love you and we can't wait to see your stories tagging us.